0: I can't finish the sentence. Ah! This is John Murphy. I'm John Murphy, right? Right? Have you seen my dog? And you're listening to the Best Bits Podcast. The best fucking podcast. With Bill Collins. We can't put these out on the main feed, right? And Kevin Lehan. Got you, fucker. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Films are shit. The best fucking podcast. Yes! Filled with laughter. (laughs) Tears. (laughs) Fierce fucking bad language oh, he, he, knows he knows when you're, you're down Kevin's one of those lies He knows when you're <laughs> down he, He'll <laughs> get a swift kick in the ribs in <laughs> there. He says, he's down <laughs> I'll get my kick yeah. He's harder to manage than
1: two. <laughs> Oh my god
0: Oh god I can't finish a sentence I can't finish, to me. I can't finish <laughs> a fucking sentence Choose <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Irish Shire the best fucking podcast in the fucking world Things are shit The best bits
1: Or whatever Hello Have some, have some toast. toast And welcome to the mini bits <laughs> Or oh, whatever It's not mini bits Yeah The mini bits yeah. is the Patreon content <laughs> None, None of these cheap, cheap bastards know about the mini bits I'm just gonna have to keep This going. is the best bits or whatever The best bits Or whatever <laughs> Welcome to the best bits <laughs> Or whatever Perfect how are you hello Will have you seen any movies
0: I've only seen the one movie that's alright but I've seen TV stuff I've seen TV stuff which I'm happy to talk about yourself
1: which do you prefer movies or TV do
0: you know what I always prefer movies I just felt it in my heart over the weekend I was watching it be watching an old film there slip it on in the background and fall asleep within five minutes <laughs> do you use drugs Mr. Mill
1: sometimes
0: you ever use drugs
1: with Mr. Paz sure what kind of drug?
0: Cocaine. Have you ever fucked on cocaine, Nick?
1: Mm. Oh. The film that I saw—you cannot fall asleep watching it because it is like the old digital alarm clocks going off constantly.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Are we talking about the same film? I wonder. Should we set a timer before we even start talking about stuff?
1: Okay, counting down in T. Minus 10, oh God, 9, 8, 6, start. Hey, okay.
0: What is that film that it was like a, a, an old school annoying alarm clock given?
1: Across the Spider-Verse.
0: Oh, oh, sh- this is a film that I wanted to see. Instead, going to see it with Luke for his birthday day out. But you've seen it.
1: I have seen it. Being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Anyone can
0: wear the mask, but how you wear it, that's what matters.
1: You can't run forever, kid!
0: Without spoiling it, tell me everything.
1: I thought the film was magnificent. Wow. There's very little that I can fault it on, even though there were moments where I was a little confused as to what was happening because it's another multiverse story and it picks up directly from the last one.
0: Mm.
1: If you can remember the last one, there was a whole collider that exploded and there was a multiverse of different alternate spider people mm-hmm. that were coming in spider pig and nicholas cage's spider-man and peter b parker and stuff um and this just expands upon that oh god it is jaw-dropping to behold they've taken the mixed media aspect of the first film and they've just ramped it up to a thousand it's so colorful so busy it's overwhelming it's the longest american animated film in film history but it doesn't feel like that. Wow. It just blows by. I want to,
0: I, I wanna, I, I'm going to have a question at the end of this, but I want to share my experience of watching the first film in the cinema. Right. And my experience was I was... I think he
1: spoke about this before on, on the podcast.
0: Okay. The the kind of the double vision effect I was having, my kind
1: of 3D nausea kind of mm-hmm. thing with the, the the dot matrix effect they had. Uh, yeah, the mixed media aspect of like layering different images on top of different animation styles on top of each other. Uh,
0: it was even just like that dot matrix thing that was like really trying that certain things were out of focus in the frame and it was really tearing in my eyeballs And I
1: felt I needed to sit further back up on the screen. To be, I would say maybe sit outside the cinema for this one because it is full on. It is frenetic. Like the the first act is an hour long. Holy shit. And it doesn't feel it. They just keep introducing more and more spider characters. The other thing as well, this is what speaks to the the talent. All the different spider characters, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, um, Miguel O'Hara, which is Spider-Man from 2099. They all have these gorgeous suits, these gorgeous specific character designs. And um, the world itself is just sumptuous. They go to about six different dimensions. Oh. It's jumping all over the place. I think I read that there are 240 characters in it Christ. and you definitely feel it. Because in the first and, uh, film
0: you had these characters coming from disparate dimensions, coming to... Miles Morales' dimension and now he is I'm I'm only assuming deducing from what you just said there he's going to be moving through other dimensions.
1: So basically he is trying to do the usual Spider-Man thing of get on with his life but it's very difficult when you have the secret identity that you have to uphold and there was a character that was a background support character he got hit with a bagel during the Doc Ock heist scene that happened in the first film and that had a knock-on effect where he ended up inside the Collider and he became Mr. Dot, okay. who's played by Jason Schwartzman. And they play, with, they play with the meta elements that the only thing that unifies all the different Spider characters is there is a canon event that happens, which is that there's a loss. There's a, an important character that has to die. Mm. Uh, for Spider-Gwen, it was Peter Parker in her universe, but there's a moment in it where they go to India where there's an Indian Spider-Man who's also like just fantastically rendered. Like the designs of these characters are incredible. And Peter saves a character in that reality who was meant to die. And that sets off a chain reaction. And there's a spider society, which is led up by Miguel O'Hara from 2099, who is Oscar Isaac Spider-Man, who is trying to stop this causal effect happening. And the only thing that will put it right has to die. Mm. So he has to let die to save all the different dimensions. And, um, and that caught me off, guard. That's a bit of a spoiler for the story, but, uh, yeah, I, I gave it five stars. I thought it was. Did you prefer it uh, super... to the first one? Did you think it was better, better than the first one? No, I thought the first one was also fantastic. Yeah. This one just takes everything up to 11. Right. Um, Different directors, same writers, although one of the, one of the co-writers on it is one of the um, guys that worked on Wonder Woman 84 and Expendables and and things like that. The only thing I don't like, you know, it's always playing with different animation styles and different mixed media, but they, they have a moment where he's like bouncing between different realities. It's funny how all these multiverse stories are coming about at the moment, but there's one where he goes into the Venom reality, the Mm -hmm. Tom Hardy universe. And there's a shopkeeper that's a character in that Mm -hmm. And uh I don't like when they have human characters in the animated I you. world.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Because they've
1: got like they've got like paper mache characters, they've got um Lego Spider-Man characters, uh all different types of animation styles. There's Daniel Kalua, isn't it? A spider punk. Right. Who is animated like the Sex Pistols cover. Okay. And, um, but it the canon events. Somebody has to die in order for the, all the different universes to survive, and I thought that was really powerful.
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of going. That's cl- that's clever. That's uh, a clever way of kind of like anchoring all of this or pr- r- wrangling it all together in some way, shape, or form. Um, the other thing yeah. it's you, you mentioned that that it's so funny that there's so many multiverse stories out there. When in actual fact, the first Spider Verse film was the one that kicked it all off. That it was before that Spider Verse film multiverse stories weren't in vogue and then when that Spider-Verse film came out I think 2017 or 18 I'm not 100% sure but it was yeah 5 years ago yeah so as a result of that now we had like Spider-Man No Way Home Doctor Strange so many multiverse stuff became kind of
1: acceptable Avengers Endgame and things Mm -hmm. so it became Loki low-key thing
0: yeah so no that's the normal that's like a, a normal in these uh this universe uh so it's got a lot to answer for but it's also kind of kicked up some interesting other films as a as a consequence
1: i think that these two spider-verse movies have been the two best comic book movies definitely within the top 10 of all that have come out over the past 40 years oh wow they really are next level there's very little i can fall to it. as i said it gets a little confusing towards the end, where I was trying to to, to track how certain events were having ramifications in other dimensions. But um, it's, it, I just felt swept up. It just felt like it a very original story. Yeah, it, it it never let up. It really is like full on. If you have ADHD, you're gonna fucking love it.
0: <laughs> right? Okay. And I I I have since rewatched the first one. Yeah, on the TV re- in recent weeks and loved it and just and it was genuinely look it was just too, the, the actual information that was on the screen was too much for my eye my eyeballs and i was overwhelmed in my first viewing so i had, kind of was it was almost like oh my god i can't see i can't l- fall in love with this film because it's so fucking loud visually but then once i watched it on the TV you're going to hate this new one but no you're hate i this new one.
1: but i think i think because i bet you into the spider verse would now feel incredibly slow to me. In fact, this makes the other Spider-Man movies and it makes all the Marvel movies look like dog shit. Like stuff for play school kids. Right. This stuff has got so much going on. Genuinely jaw-dropping. I can't, like it's hard to take in what you can what you're seeing. I can't wait for next Saturday where me when me and a bunch of young kids, eight
0: year nine year old kids.
1: Give Luke a can of Coke and a a packet of <laughs> smarties. And get him some caramel popcorn And he's going to have an epileptic fit In the middle of the film I'm going He's going to be so overstimulated I'm taking Luke
0: and a bunch of his friends To the cinema to see this So they will already be Cans of coke be, all round They'll already be overstimulated It'll be They'll just, be buzzing they are. Oh. So I need to watch this film We all sit down and be quiet Shut up Shut up
1: Um I can't yourself. I'd say about halfway through they're gonna start screaming and they're not gonna let up they're just they're just gonna be so hyped up, they'll have to get the energy out somehow and they're just gonna start screaming <laughs> and grabbing the armrests. <laughs>
0: shaking. <laughs> I might do the strategy of just sit in the absolute opposite side of the cinema as them And just kind of just pretend, just look around and touch every time they start making noise oh, where are their parents? Where are those kids' parents? <laughs> It's a shame. It's disgraceful.
1: There aren't many quiet moments in the movie, but whenever there is, uh, they're usually quite emotional moments. I would say at that, at those opportune times, just go like.
0: Which one is Spider-Man? Uh, have web on my face. Luke has uh, a, an incredible instinct to uh, what's the word? Downplay or completely undermine any emotional moments in anything that's on TV. That'll be the moment he'll do his sound effects. If there's if someone dies and there's this quiet moment, he go. Ba, 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 he will do his own, like, you know. Oh. I should get him on the podcast. Oh, you should. Honestly, God. The two of you will get on like a house on fire. Burn the,
1: the house, though. He told me to burn things. Burn them all.
0: That's brilliant. I I am so buzzing. I can't wait to see that film. Cannot wait to see it. I give it 10 toes up. Excellent. <laughs> My least favorite body part. Toes. The toe and the, the, the foot i fucking hate feet i hate and this one of the i this time of the year fucking hate seeing all these fucking feet out around the place and these little digits dangling around the, under people's trousers and shorts ugh get them away from me feet and toes hate them stop looking down then <laughs> it's other people's fucking feet they be shoving them in my face just sticking their feet up in the air dangling their little digits hate it
1: i think my least favorite body part are assholes
0: ugh ah. But, like, you don't really have to see that many arseholes all the time. Or do you?
1: I'm looking at one right now. Oh, oh God. There Hang on, go. let me just close that window. Okay, what were you saying? <laughs> Double joke. <laughs> I watched <sighs> the film Black Tell me a joke, Will. Barry. Tell me a joke. I was thinking about jokes yesterday. Jesus Christ. All the you start off the sink saying mini bits or whatever. Yeah, hey you said on the Discord. Join our Discord. Join our Patreon. Join our Discord. Mm-hmm. Great buzz. You said there was there was something you said something at a wedding recently that confirmed to you the difference between Donegal people and Cork people. Is that fit for main feed consumption? I I
0: I I'm okay with it. I don't think it's going to be very interesting. But I well, was so the way, I was at you've my first cousin. I was I was at my first cousin. Uh, my first cousin's wedding last week. Mary Collins got married. Brilliant. Any wedding. fights? No fights. It was fucking mighty crack. Oh, jeez, it was brilliant. Mary, Mary's a force of nature, and she brings people uh, of a, a likewise energy around her, and it was just brilliant. But I got to meet some of my cousins who I hadn't been out with for ages, years and years and years. And I, I have two cousins and their sisters, and they're both Collins girls. Like you know. Oh, come on, sweetheart. And I swear to God, Kevin, they were just firing off like machine guns. It was, it was acerbic and fast and you just had to be, you just had to be, I know it it was just, it was just like a a rhythm that I was going, oh my God, oh my God. I, I, I felt like I haven't had this in my life for so long. And I was going, what is it about this Exact kind of energy.
1: Are they country girls, or city girls, or yeah, what? the country.
0: Well, they're country girls, like you know, but like, well, like we, you know what I mean. Like they're still Cork. south of the country, right? Cork, yeah. yeah. Cork. But and I was trying to think. I wasn't being disparaging, but I said, "You don't get this up in Donegal. I don't get Dunia. this quite this energy, Ento. right?" But Humor. it wasn't. No, I, I. It was the next morning. Chat. I was. I met one of them. Right, she was down at breakfast and she was hung over as anything and I was just still really I, I was genuinely in tears laughing at them that, the previous day just in tears we were just fucking having so much crack and I said to him it dawned me like over our fucking breakfast greasy breakfast I went oh my god I now know the difference I now know the difference And it between let's say the north and south of the country and I think it's yeah. a gradient right it's the tempo the rhythm the speed of speaking. Yeah. And just the tempo of thought, the ten- tempo of everything is so much faster in Cork, right? It's so much faster and the wit comes really quickly. And so, so it kind of affects the conversation. It affects the humour. It kind of constructs humour like there's a, a different delivery, you know what I mean, to jokes. It comes, they come out faster. Whereas in up in Donegal, and I know, I'm sure it does not isolate Donegal, I'm just speaking from my own personal first-in-experience, is everything is slower. Right. It's a more relaxed, it's a more like, the people uh, are slow, you. but not people are slow. They, the, they, the conversation's at a different tempo. So when I'm having the crack, I'm expecting they're, they're kind of people in Donegal are kind of not, are not wired to a different rhythm that I'm wired yeah. to. Yeah. 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 And so I, when they're throwing out jokes, I'm like going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And, uh, and, and then when I'm kind of like speaking, sometimes I'll say stuff that they won't catch. Because they're like, because I'm I'm delivering stuff at a different tempo to them. Like what? I'm just saying, it's just the way, do you know what I mean? Just the rhythm of fucking, the back and forth. You know what I mean? It's a back and forth thing. The rhythm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not isolated to Donegal. I think if you look across the country, different counties have a different tempo. Like Dublin's slower, Dublin's kind of a really slow. And I'm just kind of, I was just imagining, I went, wow, every, as you move across the country, there's a different tempo. And cork is fucking fast. Is really fast. That was my main observation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen anything else? <laughs> You're the one who brought it up. You're the one who asked it. you said. Oh my God. No, I was trying to throw you off with my tempo being completely out of whack with you. Oh,
0: yours. right. Okay. I just thought that was, oh, it God. was like, oh my God, you wasted so long talking about that. Ideas. No, 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 no.
1: My cousin is, well, he's a, he's a, he's a professional boxer at this stage. You know. He has a fight coming up and he put out one of those, you know, thanks for all the support and everything. <laughs> and it's on Instagram. It's He's at a, a training camp in Miami and he's he's uh, Tommy Hyde's name. And um, just hearing him speak with a pure, undiluted Cork City accent it it felt like it felt like an accent from a bygone era because I'm so sort of like removed from it at this stage that yeah. to hear it again I was like I feel like I'm back at the Northman like thanks for all the support everybody uh, it's just so like up and down, the way he was talking. Like, I'm looking forward now to the fight coming up. So, thanks for all the support. Like, and oh, I thought it was lovely. But yeah. Well, what's next for you, Tommy? What's next? You're now one and all professional. What do you want to do? What is next on your list? I just want to keep busy over the next couple of months, keep improving with Hector, and stay in the gym, and just keep getting better and better. Well, congratulations. We look forward to seeing more from you, Tommy. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say thanks to everybody that stayed up at home and bought bought the pay per view to watch me fight. I really appreciate the support. Thanks to Hector and my dad for everything.
0: I'm delighted with this. Thank you, Tommy. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the girls brought up a funny one. They 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 said they they a really local colloquial way of saying it. They would say <laughs> just say how how they say thank, how people say thanks up in Northwest Cork. It's thank you. <laughs> it's thank you. <ya."> thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <ya." laughs> thank you. <laughs> it just went. That's so fucking us. That is so where I am from as well. oh uh, God. Oh, listen. Do you
1: know people say thank you in England? Thank you, darling.
0: Yeah, put your seatbelt on. Let's put, put your you fucking up.
1: mouth shut. Ah, right. Hmm. <laughs> Fascinating insight. Yeah. This, oh God.
0: This is prime main feed content here. Look, we'll um, put
1: it out on the mini bits. We'll just switch over to that. No one will know. Go on, I cut you off because um, I, I thought you had something funny to say. <laughs> what else have you seen? I watched a new film
0: called Blackberry, Keep, in keeping with all these films that have come out recently about the making of um, big products that came out in the 20th century. Picture a cell phone and an email machine all in one thing. What do you call it? It's called a Blackberry.
1: I have no idea how to run a company. If we put more phones on these networks, they're going to
0: crash. You said they were the best engineers in the world. I said they're the best engineers in Canada. I created this entire market. In the
1: middle of a hostile takeover!
0: And this is a film about the people who created the BlackBerry. I also saw it. Okay. We don't know what each other thinks about this. Okay. I uh, well I'll kick off because you sp- you, you I do you're... know
1: what you think because I can see your letterbox. You know that's public. Oh, well I didn't put any ratings down there. So when you put your little when you put your little love heart next to movie I'm kiss, like kiss. Oh he loved it. Oh. <laughs> it's not love.
0: That's not love. That's like. That's like or not like. I I'm just doing the like not like, right? Because I just
1: um But don't be so guarded. Just love things with all your heart will. That, that that's the way to go through life just love unabashedly <laughs> well this is this is actually a low budget
0: indie film right it stars I've seen it as well by J- the way you've seen it as well okay I'm just setting it up for our listeners it stars J- oh, Jay right, right, right. Burchell who was in like a big guy in the, uh, starred in a lot of those Seth Rogen Evan Goldberg comedies from the Zero Zero's um, Glenn Howerton who is uh, uh, the star and creator Dennis of, Dennis is it from um, what's it called Dennis from Always That's Sunny. Good. And the writer, co-writer, director, Matt Johnson, who was also in this as well. Um, I I thought this was great. This is the film that Air wishes it was. Yes. I thought it was great. I thought it was yes. great. Because it was it felt like it was warts and all. This was mm-hmm. a fascinating story of the origin, rise, and fall, and really hard crash and fall. Of the, the BlackBerry device I can say I thought the script was great I thought the performances Glenn Howerton, Dennis From Always Sunny in Philadelphia Is fucking fantastic He's channeling The
1: most deg- He plays psychopaths oh, really right, well like,
0: It's like his entire skin Is pulled
1: tight But like he's scary He's just raging He's just like Ready to kill people To, to make the deal Make it happen oh, I thought it was fa- The cat is staring at me <laughs> right
0: is that why you say earlier on you said oh i uh, your favorite body part is assholes oh my god kevin it's raining here by the way it's just i'm just looking out and going oh my god it's raining and i'm going to myself it's raining fuck hallelujah it's raining fuck are the windows of the the car car. oh oh (laughs) well i'm gonna have to miss this car i i thought this was a great film i thought i i genuinely thought it was a, a great script I was riveted throughout because I, I obviously knew the Blackberry w- wasn't going to survive to the end. is not because it didn't It's still it's not a relevant product anymore. but I didn't know how it all went to shit and I didn't know how it rose to
1: to dominance in the way it did. I thought it was fascinating. It was fascinating to see how they spun the market. It's, it's almost like a, a low budget version of the social network. Yeah, where it's two friends, yeah, who are working on tech, mm. and it causes a schism between their friendship because they've got such different styles. But in this version, better than everybody else. Don't spoil it, just in case. Just, um,
0: but I and you know, there. What I loved about this was the marriage of these two worlds, the 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 creativity of the engineers who are the ones who are actually coming up with this stuff and trying to problem-solve, who are completely... who, If they didn't meet Glenn Horton's character, can't, well, I can't remember his name, uh, they they would still be floundering in the basement, essentially, and just never amount to anything. They needed the devil. They needed to the partner with the devil to be a success. And we see how that dance is convenient and allows them to, to come to dominance but also we see how there's a very delicate balance between the business acu- the, the business side and the 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 creative engineering side and how once that balance is tipped over things go to shit. I thought it was fascinating. I even loved how they kind of charted Jay Burchell's character's arc in that he slowly with his hairstyle. He's certain hair, but also he's just he's his characteristics, his character he's um there's a moment in it where he shouts. He shouts out he sh- he shouts, he pulls open the door and he shouts out the door. And it's the first time you ever hear him raise his voice. And I went, Oh, that's him becoming Glenn Horton. He's just like, oh, he
1: started. He started down the path. Yeah. He's down the path. It made me message you and another friend of ours. What's a good Ponzi scheme that we could start up? Cause I'm like I'm in the mood to to do something illegal, to, to make money illegally. I was really inspired by the film.
0: Oh wow! Oh yes, okay, okay. So, uh, did you come up with anything? I'm
1: gonna be a screenwriter. Woo! Good luck with that. With Kevin McMahon. No. <laughs> <laughs> well they came up with a cool device. I'm still working on something. <laughs> they had a cool device. Yeah, I know, but they had all FCC violations and they were doing illegal back trading of stocks and and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, that seems to be the way to get ahead in this life is to just break the law. So, if I figure something out, I'll let you in on it. Okay. How about,
0: you can't even rob a bank these days. You know, it's just, there's no money in banks anymore. You can
1: rob a granny, though. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm not endorsing it. Can I say there was one scene I love? I love many scenes in this. That's a
1: victimless crime. (laughs) Just make sure that when you do it, to wear a white dress shirt. Okay. Because then it's white collar crime. You know, if you get caught, you won't do as much time for oh. white collar crime. So you you basically can get away with everything if you just wear a white shirt. White collar crime—it's the one to do. That's what I'm looking out oh. for. I'm looking for something in that space. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Um, I have a
1: bunch of hammers. Does it have and to be I have
0: a few white shirts? Does it have to be iron? So do I have to do I have to spend time ironing the shirt? Nah, and
1: not in this humidity—you won't even notice. All oh,
0: right, okay, yeah, because yeah. I'm really bad. It's, you just look at I have a, a wardrobe Full of like You know with, with Shirts with That kind of Wrinkled Brown stain Up the back And um, And it's not from Ball Troubles <laughs> How
1: low do you Wear your shirts <laughs> Are you like Tom Cruise In Risky Business Are you, are you Walking around the house with a shirt like down to your knees. No, I, I I've got
0: like one of those. In your, reasons. they're buttoned your up.
1: White underpants. They're, no, I, I,
0: I, I do. No, with the button. They button in the crotch area. The front and back button up. Do you have one of those? That's what everyone has now. I go commando. All right. Okay. Right. Hey, the scene I loved in Blackberry was there's a moment when Glenn Howerton and J.B. Schultz's character are going into a uh, big. Uh, network carrier I think it was Verizon or something like that to pitch their product right And to the
1: judge from The Wire
0: oh is that oh yeah that's right yeah and oh my god it's just I just love the construction of the scene I loved it because because Jay shell's character this is early in the film so it's not too much of a spoiler fucking forgets the prototype phone as they're waiting to go into the meeting oh yeah <laughs> Glenn and Glenn Horton loses like- He's like, he's like, get a piece of paper and draw a diagram, <laughs> and Javert just disappears. So Glenn Howard goes in solo and tries to pitch the solo,
1: and he says to him like, D- "Don't, don't accept the water. Water is a sign of weakness. We don't want to let them know that we're in a weak position." And then he's like, um, "Oh shit!" And it's like, "What? I've forgotten the prototype."
0: I think he, I think he says, "Fuck." he <laughs> less out,
1: probably, but I don't want to swear on Mike. Will um, it's very
0: uncouth. Well, listen, it's um, I've, I'm, I'm fully uncouth at this stage. Oh, gosh, yeah, it's a great scene, and the whole film has got so many great, great moments, and even the final shot, which I'm not going to spoil here. I loved the final shot because it just, it was good writing for me at the gravesite. No, in the and in, in the warehouse, it's a shot in the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shot in a warehouse. Spoilers, Will. I know, but listen, I'm not saying what happens. It's just a shot in a warehouse. So I'm highly recommending Blackberry. I think it's great. I think it's a very, very good film. Yes, you also saw the Arnold documentary. I watched the first episode of the Arnold documentary. I sold myself on that stage. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger! Thousands of people screaming. And when you
0: visualize something very clearly, you believe that you 100% can get there.
1: There was a lot of things they had to learn, obstacles that they had to overcome. You can get an injury, then all your athletic stuff is over. But the only
0: thing that no one can take from you is your mind. Arnold Schwarzenegger terminated his box office competition. I was looking for another challenge. Politics. Let's get to work. It's on Netflix. It's three parts in total. And essentially... Are they hour long, half hours? Hour long. And it is basically the the book, autobiography book, Total Recall, condensed into three parts. You know how that book was broken up into three parts Mm -hmm. of his athletic career his movie star career and then his um, political career and it's a condensed very cutesy recounting of you know the way it's produced it's very cute it's very kind of gentle and soft
1: Is it better than FUBAR? FUBAR oh
0: nothing's not much is better than FUBAR Kevin not much as... I'll definitely... I'll say, look, it's definitely better than Fubar. And listen, if you haven't read his book, I would recommend you to go read his book, Total Recall. His book is fantastic. Yeah. It's a bit... But if you don't want to go read his book and kind of want to get the clip. The only notes,
1: thing about the book is it's a bit narcissistic because it's just all about him. Him, 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 him. <laughs> Hence, author biography. I was born. What else was going on in the world? Like it's all about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I went here. I did this. I won this competition. <laughs> more important things going on.
0: Mm-hmm. More um, important things going on in the world. I do like it. What about you, Kevin? You've seen other things. What have you watched?
1: I watched the news this week, which was really enjoyable. Oh, okay. Highlights? Mm-hmm. No, it's just my the sun is catching my hair <laughs> it's an angle. Uh, It was really nice to see Boris Johnson get the heave-ho and Donald Trump to get federally charged or indicted, which is like they've got a a slam dunk case against them. So that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I caught up on Silo. Remember that show I was talking to you about? Yes. The last we spoke, you seemed
0: to be going kind of uh, going cool on it.
1: Yeah. Well, since then, I've gone even colder on it. Oh, right. Yeah. The first three episodes were great, but as I said on that episode, I think it was on a, one of our mini bits, Dangerous. they started killing off characters so much and now the bigger mystery of what is outside the silo has been forgotten to deal with these smaller mysteries of who killed this person within the silo. And I just don't care about that stuff. Okay. So it's, it's frustrating me. It's falling into the trap of what Lost was like. Oh, okay. Where it's like spinning its wheels with these other ancillary mysteries. And I'm like, no. What's the fucking deal with the black smoke? Speaking of Lost,
0: did you see the the thing that the, the the thing that emerged online about the behind the scenes on Lost of how completely toxic the the behind the scenes was on, on Lost?
1: I did, yeah, I read that. I yeah. didn't
0: read all of it. I read the first few pages of it and it was oh my god, it sounded horrific.
1: I've been in writers rooms where they get quite rambunctious and big personalities tend to succeed. So I've said before to you in the past that I'm better on the page than I am on the stage. And in those kind of rooms if you're not able to deliver what you're what you're thinking mm. in a sort of a, a punchy exciting and funny way, like a stand up, you've got to be almost like a stand up comedian. Yeah. Then you just get eaten alive in those rooms. Yeah. So I can imagine taken to an even more extreme where it's quite ugly and and kind of cruel and pitting people against one another. I think that would be such a stressful and needlessly like hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. It
0: sounds like that's what was going on there. And I feel sorry for them. I feel I feel bad that that happens, but it ha- happens a lot. It happens a lot in this industry, and uh, you, you shouldn't have to tolerate it. That's what I say. We shouldn't have to tolerate that bullshit. It really is. There's no work. There's no place. For it. Probably not. Have you had any
1: experiences like that? And, Name names. Um, only you. Only you. Um. Well, I never thought I would have to make this kind of statement, but it's come to my attention that things have happened in the past that I am now incredibly sorry about they what staged, was in the bag. They Open staged the bag. They staged search the, hand the, the lining order. of the bag. Oh, no, and I'm a different person today than I was back then. I watched <sighs> Black... Tell me can a joke, Barry. Tell me a joke. Uh, and all uh, I can say is that Moving forward, I vote to do better. How's that? I wasn't.
0: I wasn't referring to you. I thought I. I'm the one who's been hostile and toxic. Well, that's true.
1: <laughs> to be honest, if I got cancelled, it would actually be a career booster. So,
0: <laughs> please cancel Kevin. Please do him a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I. I did. I watched more TV. I watched the entire final season of the Marvous, marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon.
1: She's in the final two to play Lois Lane in James Gunn's Superman Legacy film. She would be great. She would be great. And I want to say this. I fucking love that show.
0: I loved the final season. I thought it was and after, I've only seen about three seasons. I haven't. It's this the fifth season or the this fourth? is the fifth season, and it did lose okay. a little bit of its magic, maybe on season three or four, or something like that. Or I can't remember. There was one of them where I was like, going, ah, eh, not quite there. It was still very good, but this mm-hmm. is a beautiful send off for that show. They have a lovely device right, and this isn't a big spot. This isn't a big spoiler. It's not a big spoiler because they employ it in the very first scene of the very first episode of the final season and what they have is a a device where they have these little throughout each episode these little vignettes
1: of the device like like a walkie talkie or or a a sling
0: ring they have she has a sling ring that's what she has right Right, so she has a sling ring and they are they go through a portal into uh, another universe where I I don't know where everything's a cartoon sounds like sliders Uh, yeah well yeah that'd be good then maybe like okay Mm -hmm. The devices, they have these little vignettes of from m- different, the future and the past. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I don't remember that. No, it's no, no. Like, no. Th- this is only the only, oh, the only in the, in the final season. So it's only in the final oh. season. And it's an excellent device because it's kind of telling, it's telling a grander story. It's kind of not just telling this isolated story in this moment, in this continuous timeline. It's kind of like using a, a vignette of a moment in tw- 20 years into the future. With, with a certain character and they just drop and they go into the kind of the contemporary story and kind of like follow Maisel as she goes along in her adventures um and she's a show writer she's a a, a comedy writer on a on a TV show in it and it's really Which, interesting
1: I guess would be quite true to the showrunner of the show's experience
0: oh oh well, yeah. what did she work did she she was a writer on
1: what? on this show? on marvelous Mrs. Mason. All
0: oh, right. Oh yeah, she's working uh, as a writer <laughs> on like one of those like nightly comedy shows like a Johnny Carson type thing. She's in the writers' room.
1: I I think that that uh, listen, I can't tell you much about her, but I do know that she grew up with her dad as a comic um who was a cruise comic. So oh. he would go on cruise ships and, and things. Um, and I'm sure she's drawing on <sighs> upon a lot of her own life being a stand-up in the mm. 80s and or attempting to be one but I, I couldn't tell you much more than that I have to catch up with that show again what happens with these prestige shows like this is the gap between seasons is so long mm. like it can be a year and a half between a season Yeah. that I just completely forget about them and I'm on to like watching the first season of something else it's like Severance by the time Severance comes out season 2 it'll be like I'll be like what happened? on my 35th birthday yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, as as your life went in reverse, um, you were talking. You, you you were saying. I'll edit that. It's definitely a prestige show, and it and it reminded me watching it. I went, oh my god, this fucking show is so lush and beautiful to look at. It's so yeah. so gorgeous, so beautiful, and it made me feel like, oh my god, is this the last of those prestige shows? Because I don't feel like we're getting too many of these shows that have that sense of um, uh, just quality. All around quality, mm-hmm. um, that it's uh showrunner led, but also just there's, there's a big budget behind it, and it's just fucking well written. And it's interesting you said that the showrunner she actually had a background in it because it feels so fucking authentic the way the characters uh are portrayed in this, particularly in the comic world. I just want to say I i, I loved it, and I i did shed a tear. I need to end. get back into it, it's so worth going. It's a you talk about warmth. This is a fucking warm hug and kiss and embrace goodbye. And... Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's lovely. It's my favourite. There you go. It's like a big yeah. sloppy kiss from a drunken end.
1: Suck on my toes. <laughs> gross. <laughs> oh, gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, high recommenda- a, high, a high recommendation for me.
1: Well, you say you wonder whether we'll be getting more of these prestige shows in that calibre. Yes. I can tell you I watched one which is vying to take its place oh okay it's called The Idol you're the American dream rags to riches trailers to mansions you are fucking jostling
0: just be you Easy. I'll
1: just do that i'm telling you right now these people in here are gauging whether or not you still got it I just wonder about the strippers
0: they're kind of outfemming her
1: with the flips and the dips and the what? you're too distracted way to block out all the noise I'm sorry who are you i'll say
0: do you feel this right now? Oh, no, thank you. I think I just fell in love with you. What does that mean he's taken over the house?
1: He's brainwasher. Hmm? <laughs> Not a human being. <laughs> Your are star.
0: Never trust a dude with a rat tail. Woo! Ah!
1: Oh, and do it's tell by Sam Levinson, the guy that created Euphoria. Okay. If you are aware of Euphoria, there's an day show with Sydney Sweeney. It's the teenagers who love drugs and sex and, and anamorphic lenses. Mm. Uh, it is uh, I didn't like it. And I didn't like it for a few reasons, but it felt really sleazy and superficial. And it, it's, it does a thing which I, I, it grates on me and a few films have done it over the, the last few years and uh, it pops up every, every so often in these sort of these try hard like indies and what have you. And it's where characters don't talk like real people. They talk like internet comments, like mm. Twitter threads and TikTok comments, these sort of overly verbal, just buzzwords and bumper stickers and, and. Drives me mad. like, mm-hmm. And the whole show just feels heightened but dumb at the same time. It's really pretty. You can tell they spent a lot of money on it. Every bit part actor is, um, or every bit part character is like a name actor. Right, Dan Levy's in there. Uh, you, you'd recognize so many of them. Lily Rose Depp plays this sort of Britney type character. And the plot of the first episode is... She is a um, scandal-riddled pop singer who is coming back from, I think, a breakdown or some sort of like public episode which has brought a lot of um, shame upon her. She's about to release a new song and she's in dance rehearsals in her mansion and uh, I, I believe a Rolling Stones journalist is coming to interview her and she's unaware that a picture has been leaked where she's got a on her face. And, um, and that's sort of the big problem of the first episode. And then she meets the weekend, the, the singer of the weekend, who's a DJ who convinces her that the, her new music is, it, it's not authentic. She's singing about being a bad girl and he wants to make her into a real bad girl. And that was the the extent of the first episode. And I just felt really grubby and like, I don't care. um, So yeah, so that's one to not watch. (laughs) Oh, my timer just went off. That felt less like a hug and a kiss and more like, (laughs) I'm not going to say it. say it. There's lines that we can't cross. Filthy.
0: I'll be avoided. I don't need that in my life, Kevin. I don't need it in my life.
1: Why not, then? Well, live live on the edge. I don't
0: need it. My life is just... Just crammed. I just, I just need all positivity. Have you got anything you want to recommend? I am going to recommend a mobile, a free mobile game which I fucking love. It is an uh, called Retro Bowl, and it is uh, an eight bit, which is kind of like a graphics wise, it's like a old Super Nintendo game, eight uh, bit uh, uh, American football game, and I love it. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, it starts off you think oh this is so just a, a throwaway game but my god it is it's it's like a it's great it's fantastic it's better than all the spe- whiz bangy special effects loads of CG high budget games out there and this is a teeny tiny
1: little app and I think it's great I tried playing that Marvel Snap thing that you recommend is great isn't it not really oh it's brilliant Kevin well it's just like picking cards and, and trying to beat people like top Trump style but you have to look
0: as you go along. You get more cards, and you have to be you have to be strategic. So you collect cards. It's as you the go same along.
1: thing over and over again. It's like ah, oh, put Professor X, I put down Hulk, I put down no Groot. You have to watch what they're doing, and also the the
0: environments change as well. So, you but I'm always
1: of, the first person that has to deal.
0: Not always. That's that's completely random. Always. It's, well, you've just... no. It's always me. It's always a random flip of the coin. It could be either you or the other person. That's nah. also a great uh, game. Uh,
1: no. Marvel
0: Snap. Highly recommend it.
1: What about you? Do you have anything to recommend? We've gone very fast through this episode. I've just realized that's my mistake. <laughs> I want to recommend... Sorry. <coughs> what?
0: <coughs> what? I'm not saying it on my...
1: I missed it. I was looking at my toes. Oh, gross. That's what it was. I saw a shot of your toes.
0: <clears throat> it's on my toes. <laughs> and I said the most... Gr- I said the mo- one of the most overused
1: uh, lines in... Uh, screenplays over the last decade I got sick of my mouth I watched a really entertaining documentary on the Indiana Jones sequels and it's on a YouTube channel called Artor and it's spelled A-R-T-O-R-R and it's about an hour and a half documentary and it goes through Spielberg's process on the first four Indiana Jones films and I really enjoyed it it's on YouTube can you spell it again for me A- is it A- is that what it is this, listen to the episode Ah, oh, no, because I actually
0: want—I want to look at it right now as soon as we finish. What is it? A R T O R R, Artor. Okay, that's right. Oh, okay, I am looking at because uh, on the Indiana Jones. I sent
1: it to you in the WhatsApp group. I said I enjoyed this, and I put it on the Discord, and I said I enjoyed this. And it's all
0: whatever. I am the goldfish, Kevin. Whatever's right in front of me right now is the thing I remember. I'm looking at. That. This looks great. This looks great.
1: Okay, it I don't watch this. Well, don't start to wait. No, wait. No, let's sh- wrap up sh- the episode. Sh- 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 it's good. Yeah,
0: I just clicked. That's- oh, it's very good. Yeah, I like this. This. <laughs> just keep rolling. Keep rolling. It's good. Um, very insightful. A lot of good interviews here. The best fucking podcast <laughs> in Ireland. Oh, oh I didn't know
1: that. Wow, Lawrence Cousins. Oh he's got he also has a foot fetish. Do you know what? what? We come on these episodes and we talk declaratively about the things we've researched. Forty-eight minutes of research. Wow. But we come on here and we talk so much guff. And I've been listening to the Star Trek book the first twenty-five years mm-hmm. on the history of the movies and the TV show of the Shatner era. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we got so much wrong on our episode
0: (laughs) that I'm kind of
1: a bit mortified. Oh, Kevin, guess what I'm doing. Gene Roddenberry was not liked by everybody, as Uh, I said. He was actually kind of despised by everybody (laughs) because he was sabotaging everything and leaking all around him. So I want to set the record straight on that. And um, yeah, those are fantastic books. But my God, we got so much wrong on that.
0: And I want to extend that because I'm currently listening to the audiobook uh, of the making of the James Bond movies, and I'm having nightmare flashbacks to our James Bond episode where I'm going, oh, my God. I said, I said, like, stuff like this is uh, certain facts I said wrong. Pure, um, Timothy Dalton. I know when you
1: got wrong, you blamed
0: what? you blamed the score? James Arnold for the score of Goldeneye. It's Dan. I was not a Dan Arnold.
1: was it Dan Arnold? Something Dan like, Arnold. Yeah. Yes, Dan Arnold. He See, was not. I, the... I got that wrong. No? Yeah, that's because a different of you. guy. You're constantly throwing me off.
0: The other one I got wrong was I said on his that uh, Timothy Dalton was cast on a Friday and he was on set shooting on a Monday.
1: <laughs> it was
0: actually a Thursday yes. and he was on set on a Wednesday. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it was a couple of more weeks than that it was a tight turnaround but it was a few more weeks um, oh my god all the things I got wrong but again some of the same authors they, they, they've they done this Bond book and it's it's equally as well maybe it's not as insightful but it's still fascinating it's great uh, great insight into the making of the stuff that I'm about to start
1: uh, listening to the audiobook on the Star Wars oh edition. good
0: yeah. yeah that's good too that is very good yeah,
1: because it's warts and all. So hopefully, if we ever do Star Wars, we'll get fewer things wrong.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. That would be uh, ideal.
1: Screechers Reach, written by <laughs> Bill Bill Hollingsworth, directed
0: by George. It was actually based.
1: It was actually based on a pop-up book.
0: <laughs> oh God! Oh Christ above! Um, did I tell you about my useless useless dreams I have? This is now burning time, but I don't want to burn it, but there was...
1: That's fine. We blew through the episode. Okay. I never dream when I'm writing. Oh, yeah. Would that be the same as me? Yeah. 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 I'm having fierce dreams at the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me on the odd occasion, like a cop every few months. Sometimes I will
1: have a very useless premonition dream. Have we discussed this? I'm having... Serious deja vu at the moment. Like not right now, but it's happening a lot at the moment. Right. And um yeah, it's like I wake up, I try to write, and I get nothing done, and I feel like I've done this before. It's so fucking strange. (laughs)
0: It's the last few years. Sitting there
1: going like the fuck? This I've definitely, definitely done this before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Every day. So last week, uh, last week one of the nights I had a dream about like rats under my feet, like you know in the house and stuff like that, and it was. What really, is it
1: with you and feet?
0: Yeah, what? Well, it is wasn't it not specifically underneath the gr- under the ground, but the like the boards were up or whatever it was, and I could just see rats scurrying about the place, and I was like going, "Fuck, this is a, this is a big issue." That night, I was at the following, let's say day, I was at Luke's. Luke had a match. That's what it was. Luke was at a match. And there were some young lads And all the kids
1: They were reminded of rats, rats running about the place Little
0: fucking, you know Bucktooth little fuckers Running around the place Little rats rats, Playing with their tails Sticking out uh, Air rifle them We are watching Our lads getting warmed up uh, And then there was a bunch of young lads let's say four, uh, under 14 team and they'd won a cup recently and they were basically coming down to show the cup to the younger younger team says look you too can win a cup start the job like you know and they're all kind <laughs> of like cool lads like in are who wants to flops. touch me I said who
1: wants to fucking touch me
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're all cool lads with their flip top flip flops and their white socks pulled up do you, you want to get
1: their- a selfie with the cup I'll hold it
0: <laughs> <laughs> flip flops and mullets and white socks pulled up around their ankles and uh, just you know do you know that's in in Vogue now, mullets and white socks pulled up around your ankles, like back in the 90s. The 90s socks are back in in Vogue. Do you know that? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Bobby socks. Bobby socks, there you go, whatever they were called. Anyway, all cool dudes, all cool dudes, hard men, like, you know, and we were were leaning against the the railing. The stand was up behind us, like, you know, and uh, all of a sudden, I heard the cool dudes all starting to scream like little girls. And they're all, oh! All this sort of stuff. And I, I turned around going, what the fuck is wrong with them, the Egypts? And then I saw a rat running right through them and running right towards us. And here comes the little rat scoring across the fucking floor. Across uh, the pitch? It wasn't on the pitch. he was in the stand. We are up in the stand. So he was um. running right across, right behind us, uh, hit the end of the stand and went right up against the canteen. And dropped down the side of the canteen and um
1: that's what happened so I had a dream about rats the night before and uh
0: then the following but that's day, that's the how rat. the
1: brain works if you are wondering why am I why that was I dreaming such and such it's usually something sensory that happened to you earlier that day and your brain is basically processing it putting it's just the it away. other way around. Just, oh, uh, you, you the night dreamt and then. Then. So you manifested rats, manifested rats chasing children. I manifested rats.
0: That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, was. Nice. it ha- It's happened to me loads. It's just useless dreams where I would, like, I would, ma- the, it would be a premonition of something useless that would happen the following day, like Rota sugar. Although one time I do think I actually did witness a plane crash. We'll
1: be here all day and this is the in a
0: dream. And it was really dramatic. And I remember being in it going, wow, this is like being in a film. Only oh, no, it's actually happening for real. You know what I mean? Did you see that video that was going on around on social media? of a flight in Asia and some lunatic opened the door mid-flight. Oh, and the other thing that freaked me out recently was, was that, that fucking shark was is- being the oh. shark that is the best way to describe Glenn Horton's character. It's as if he's a it's fucking shark. And I don't know if you listen to the Always Sunny podcast, but I remember last year. I recommended it to you. What are you talking about? It's true, actually. But you remember they were talking about him having the shaved heads. You never give me credit for anything. Have you ever noticed that? Kevin joined the queue. Oh, someone was saying to me recently that he doesn't remember anything. The best fucking podcast in a... There you go. It's good that we include a timer because it keeps... Do you know another thing that popped up in Mrs. Maisel and it made Jesus me... Christ. Do you know what Mrs. Maisel, Maisel? The final season made me feel Very interesting, interesting. Very interesting It made me uh, feel to the next episode. Nostalgic as a show Very was finishing In front of my And also Hey Not shite Excellent And that's the last thing I'll say About Mrs. Maisel Go on Do you know the thing I liked about Blackberry <laughs> <laughs> The best bits Or oh, whatever don't forget the spec bits. Patreon! And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini bits bonus show.
1: The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. The best bits for Will Kevin. No, the best bits for Kevin Willum. the films the, with the TV and the latest films. Something, something, something. something. Um, don't forget that you owe us 3 euro. <laughs> you can't. <remember> what? <laughs> Oh my god I, I did a whole Irish theme That best supposed to Van willem talking Deviantly Okay Right I'm gonna find the fucking thing Because it's gonna be the music To start the episode I don't think I've heard this You have Well maybe you haven't cause I don't think you know. I have heard this I do I suspect That what you do Is you just put the laugh And emoji thing And think I'll listen to that Some other time Fuck it That'll do Because it's bound to be funny in his eyes, so yeah. I'll just tell him what he wants to hear. I actually only laugh the emoji when I've actually listened. To it. <laughs> I should have taken the hint that nobody was responding to the podbot one, like nobody was giving me any reaction to it. And oh. I thought they hadn't listened to it yet. And then, yeah. of course, I was delighted with that, and people hated it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not. It was. It was. It wasn't easy on the ears in that, in the sense that it was just her monotone voice, so there was no up and down.
1: That's the thing. Yeah, I know. S- I tried that. my best. You're a
0: bug and I'm a feature. Pray to this mantis or I'll eat you. And if you don't know my
1: name, here's
0: an update to teach you. I'm 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 Hovegood and I'm the future. An AI podcasting computer. The number one zero one zero
1: zero one one, one producer. You. Psycho, psycho. Yeah, that's exactly. A so. Don't forget. Now you owe us three euro. Come off this stage I'm, I've, not,
0: I've, I've not heard this. I swear to God. I'm
1: going to send it to you right now and you can get a genuine reaction. I'll actually listen to it. So I'm, i have my WhatsApp open. the latest
0: <laughs> the That's genuinely my first time hearing that. <laughs> I just could easily have just scrubbed it from my memory. That's the other thing that could have happened. How do you operate? I, 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 I generally just go on impulses. So if I need to toilet, I just toilet, and it does, I do, that doesn't necessarily mean or I need to squat, be in the proximity like a of a toilet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying you just go. I just nappy it, Kevin. I just man. I just adult nappy it.
1: Oh, we've got loads to talk about. Yes, um, I've watched a load of things. So have I. But I think I should get one thing off my chest straight away because i think the discourse out there sometimes can feel really artificial to me and it can feel like people will films to be worse than they are in order to have something to point at and ridicule and sort of create content about should i start a timer is this have we just started start the timer because i'm ready to go i saw
0: madam webb right I, honestly, to God, know nothing. All I all I know is I saw a poster. Oh, very recently, it went, there's a Madam Web film? And I'm, what is it? So it's a Spider-Verse adjacent Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of these Sony things where they did Venom and they're doing Craven the Hunter. Okay. And it's sort of an offshoot of the Spider-Man movies. But I don't right. know what universe they're in because they're trying to blend them all together. So is this the Tobey Maguire Spider-Verse? To me, it feels like it's in that space. Mm. Anyway, I thought I'm done with superhero movies. I'm just over them. I watched Captain Marvel not long ago and I thought it was just tedious. I think you know, the Marvels,
0: not Captain Marvel. Is that Marvel's?
1: Well, she's in it, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel 2. It was just sort of like it was another one of those films that felt like Ant Man in that everything was chemical and synthetic and fake and Mm -hmm. airless. And you know, you just have sound stage after sound stage and. I just feel profoundly depressed watching those films where I feel like yes there's nothing organic happening in these from the lines of dialogue to the hairstyles to the costumes to the sets to the music to everything just feels it's artificial acidic.
0: wafer thin just wafery artificially no sustenance no satisfaction You no know, protein in it whatsoever you feel like oh yeah. wow I just, I just put something down my throat and I'm still hungry it feels like eating
1: plastic okay on the whole it's just drifted so far away from what Iron Man was that I just don't care about them yet I found The Flash really fun because it was it felt like a Bill and Ted type movie at times it was off the wall bonkers and I don't really particularly give a shit about special effects whether they're good or bad you know I can buy into it because of the ideas behind it or the concepts behind it so I wasn't like revolted by the the special effects of the flash i just thought you know it's funny to see babies falling out of windows and being put into microwaves and things like that so i went to the madame webb not really giving a fuck about the genre but i wanted to see it for the sake of having an opinion on it and the trailer was awful it had that terrible line reading in it from the dakota johnson where she's she's shitting out exposition and i think people had the film's cards marked at that stage And uh, the film itself, to me, played like a Final Destination action thriller. And I thought it was really pleasant. It didn't bother me in the slightest. I didn't have any of the issues that everybody else has. It was uh, a reluctant hero with no superpowers whatsoever other than having premonitions, trying to keep three teenage girls alive against somebody who's like the evil version of Spider-Man who wants to murder them. And they just played it out in a very cinematic way where it felt like a Sam Raimi type Spider-Man. It looked as good as that. It was all real locations. For me, it felt like a lovely throwback to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. And I don't get why everybody loads the film. I thought it was just fun. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, All I've seen is the negative discourse. And you're the first voice, I believe, and I haven't listened to the episode because I haven't watched the film yet. I know the Cinemile uh, had differing views. Oh, fuck.
1: It. Me and Kathy, we were the, so far the only people that I know who don't think the film is dire, but they've almost had a hernia on that episode. It was very <laughs> enjoyable listen to listening to it. Oh, I had to listen to <laughs> he it. Was, I'm really curious. I'm really he curious. He was disgusted because Kathy was pushing back and- I thought it was very, very funny. And then when I saw it, I was like, do you know what? I am actually on the side of Cathy here. This is actually grand. Right. This is actually grand. So I, <laughs> <laughs> but you That's know so what? Funny. It didn't feel like a superhero movie. So I liked it for that reason.
0: Oh, it's okay. I'm just going to look up some of the, the credits.
1: And some... I liked Dakota um, Johnson's performance as well. She was playing this sort of curmudgeonly anti-social character. And to put that type of person in the role of having to be a protector is actually really fun for me and it's a role that you don't see many female characters inhabiting. That's more like a Harrison Ford type role and um, I enjoyed it so I don't get why everyone is shitting their britches over it. It's grand. <laughs>